0: You are tuned to the Nachum Siegel Network on jmantheam.org and com. Stay tuned for JM Sunday with Matis Weingast.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to a, in a Sunday morning edition of JM Sunday. It is October 21st, 2012, the fifth day in the month of Cheshvan 5773. My name is Matthias Weingest, and I'm your host this morning for JM Sunday. We have a great show planned for you this morning. Between now and 9 o'clock, we're going to have a lot of things happening. We'll be joined 7:30, of course, so Rabbi Goldwasser with morning chizuk at 7:45. Representatives of the uh, Aspi World Barbecue Championship from Memphis, Tennessee, It's Anshay Sfard Beth, Emet, Beth El Emeth Congregation down in Memphis will be joined by the rabbi of the congregation and one of the uh, one of the chair people of the organization of today's event, the championship barbecue down there. I think they expect a few thousand people. The weather is uh, looking nice down there, so we'll hear all about that. It's in its 24th year, 24th year of that uh, of that championship barbecue. And then coming up at, in the eight o'clock hour, we'll be doing a seum. Uh, we'll be having a seum celebration. We'll be joined at eight fifteen by Rabbi Shlomo Gritzlin of uh, agudath Israel of America. And at 8.35, Rabbi Eliyahu Fink of the Pacific Jewish Center out in Venice, California, the Shul on the Beach, who uh, will speak to us about uh, his Shurim that he does online and some of the uh, interesting uh, things that happened because of that and why he decided to do that Shur online. And also he'll be finishing up the Mesechta Brachos for us. I know it's a little bit late. Uh, actually, Dafiomi is now on Shabbos 18, Yudkas, but we postponed the Seum so we could have it on a Sunday morning, and uh, it's now after Yontif, we're finally here, and it's an auspicious time to do it. So, we're going to have that, we're going to finish up the show with the Sium, and carry it till 9 o'clock. Between now and then, great Jewish music, and uh, we'll talk about a couple of things. Let's go right into Lepa Schmelzer, here on JM Sunday.
2: To the Bye, good evening, Boketo Shapanchalo. <Coordinating Moyes> ah,
3: good
2: morning, ah, good morning. ah, good day, I will sing the same day. The oil, the oil, Hi morning, to the bend, to the, to the get my dawn, Ah, he jumped I get took bonti la, la to, hey. Hey. Hi, good morning. to the to the to the band. evening. Shabbat Shalom ah, Shalom do that Hey, amigo Bonjour Chindo pre Yo, what's up, bro?
4: its
5: ma
2: Yes, I Shir Hadash,
4: by Shir
1: Try to get back to from Rosenblum and Diaspora with Kedem in a uh, in a little bit. Uh, we want to uh, get to Rabbi Goldwasser in just a minute. I'm joined by my co-host this morning, Rabbi Chaim Hagler of Elizabeth, New Jersey. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. How are you? Very good, thank you. Thank you for getting up early once again and joining me this morning. My pleasure. It's a pleasure to have you here. We have a, uh, a big show today. I'm looking forward. to Big show. Right after a little bit after Rabbi Goldwasser. We're going to be speaking with uh, some people down in Memphis, Tennessee. Have oh, you wow. ever been there? I've never been there, but I've spoken to some people there. Okay. Right, well, we are going to be speaking to uh, some of the people who are involved in the uh, Aspi, which is Anshay Svarad Beth El Emeth Congregation, involved in its 24th annual Aspi World Barbecue Championship, which wow. is taking place today. That's wild. And we're going to be joined by, uh, the, uh, I believe, the coordinator of the event. And the rabbi of the shul, so uh, we are looking forward to that. That'll be at about a quarter to. I hope you have a
6: twang to their speech.
1: I well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what they come up with. I can tell you, it's an hour earlier than we are here. Ah. So whatever really twang early. they may have, it may be a very tired twang. Uh, but uh, we're going to do that, and then we have uh, our seum later on in the morning.
6: Mazel tov to you.
1: Uh, thank you. Before and to all the other people who have. Uh, Completed bruchos, and they're certainly continuing on. today's actually Shabbos Yerkesh, so we're a little bit behind, but that's okay. <laughs> better late than never. Uh, absolutely, better late than never. Before we go to Rabbi Goldwasser, I think, uh, would you join me in wishing a happy birthday to uh, a birthday boy today? I would love to. And that birthday boy is the Prime Minister of the State of Israel. Mm, really? His birthday is today. How yes. about that? Yes, absolutely. So uh, we join everyone in wishing him a happy birthday. Should we sing? No. Okay. If we can find, I mean, you, actually, you're, you could sing. Your voice is much better than mine. I, I have no voice. You have a voice, so you could sing. But uh, I think we'll leave it at just uh, conveying the birthday wishes. Anyone who sees the Prime Minister, please let him know that we wished him a happy birthday today. The cabinet meeting is over. I don't know if we'll, we'll try to find out if they wished him a happy birthday during the cabinet meeting and if they sang Yom Hulet at Sameach over there.
6: They sing it a little differently there, a little I different do? tune, yeah. They don't sing it to the happy birthday ah, tune that we sing to, in English.
1: And I thought I was being smart by saying Yom Huledet Sameach instead of Yom Huledet Sameach. They say
6: Hayom Yom Huledet. That's how they sing their song.
1: Interesting. Yeah. I wish we could actually get a, a, get that on, on the air, but I don't think we'll be able to do that fast enough to wish him a happy birthday. At this time, each and every Sunday through Thursday, we present Rabbi Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Rabbi Goldwasser's words, Selenzech Nishmas Horev Zev, Yosef Halevi. Here's Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. A siyum
7: marks the completion
1: of any unit of Torah study,
7: a book of the Mishnah or Talmud, and is followed by a Sudas Mitzvah. Abaye said, May reward come to me, because whenever I see a young scholar who has completed a tractate, I make a holiday for the Rabbanon. Rashi explains that Abaye was the Rosh Hashiva, and he would make a special celebration for the students of the yeshiva when one of the Talmidim would finish an entire book of Torah. Indeed, the Yom Shel Shlomo writes that it would be proper not to say Tachnun on a day when one makes a Sium. The day of a siyum is a Yom Tov. It's a holiday. It's an encouragement to all the participants to learn and to further their study of Torah. All who join in the Siyam in any way, whether they did the actual learning or not, are considered to be partners who share in the joy of the special day. The completion of learning a Sefer is a great accomplishment. It deserves to be marked. Firstly, we know that Talmud Torah Kulam, the learning of Torah, is of paramount importance. There is nothing in the world that can compare to Torah learning. Every single word that a person studies is considered to be a mitzvah. If one is learning a page of Torah, and there are 100 words on the page, he has just accrued 100 merits for himself. We have a responsibility to learn as much Torah as possible. Therefore, according to the Tzemach David, a sium for completing one of the books of Torah is a cause for great celebration. It indicates that we are working towards our goal of learning as much of the Torah as humanly possible. One of the very important aspects of a sium is reflected in the text of the Hadran, the tefillah or the prayer that is recited upon the completion of a masechta, of a seder, in which we ask Hashem, just as we have finished this particular masechta or seder, so may we continue to begin other masechtas, other sederim, to complete them as well, to learn and to teach, to guard and to perform all of the words of your Torah with love. The Sefer states that the source of the word Hadran is Hadar, glory. We affirm that the glory that we have in our lives is because of the Torah that we learn and support. We ask Hashem that the glory of Torah should continue to shine throughout our lives. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Physic. Have a nice day.
1: 7.46 in the morning here on J.M. Sunday, Mattis Weingest with you live on our uh, stream, JM in the jm.org, and I'm joined by my co-host this morning, the one and only Rabbi Chaim Hagler of Elizabeth, New Jersey. Good morning, Rabbi. Good morning. How Jesus. are you? Thank God. Thank you again for joining me this morning. We wished happy birthday to the prime minister before. I didn't hear back from him yet. <laughs> we also want to wish a happy birthday to Elisheva Stein of Passaic, New Jersey. Her birthday. birthday is today, so I guess that uh, people are wishing her a happy birthday. Yeah, and they didn't get to the prime minister yet yeah. to let let her know, let them know, uh, you know, that that we wished him a happy birthday. Well, very excited to have our next uh, guest uh, set of guests on on the air this morning, and they are. Not as close as we are. As a matter of fact, the time zone is a little bit different. They're an hour earlier than we are here. From Memphis, Tennessee. Today is the 24th annual Aspie World Barbecue Championship. Now you're going to ask what that is. Well, we're going to find out right now. We're joined on the air by the rabbi of the shul down there in Memphis, Rabbi Joel Finkelstein. Good morning, Rabbi. I guess we are not ready yet, so uh we will... Okay, there we go. Good morning, Rabbi. Oh, here you,
8: he Rabbi. We are... Hello?
1: Hi, good morning, Rabbi Finkelstein. How are you? Uh,
8: good. Is this
1: Fred uh, Siegel? Yeah, this is Matis Weingast on the Nachum Siegel
3: Weingest. Network
1: yes, yes, yes. on J.M. Sunday, and I'm here with my co-host, Rabbi Chaim Hagler, who I believe uh, knows yes. you.
3: Yes, 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 yes. How are
1: you? Fine, thank you. Thank you for joining Good. us this morning. I know it's very busy out there. Uh, you're an hour earlier than we are here at 6:48 in the morning, and uh, your shul is hosting the 24th annual Barbecue World Barbecue Championship. And I know that Eric uh, Mogi is going to be joining us in a minute to talk about the uh, the event today. Uh, sure. But tell us a little bit about your shul. You've been there for uh, many years, and your shul, as I understand it, is a uh, is uh, goes back to the Civil War times
9: years, and the uh, the congregation uh, had its roots with a breakaway from a reform congregation in 1862, the best LMS, the true <laughs> house of worship as they called themselves, and, uh, uh, and over the years uh, they merged with Anche Svard, a Nusach Svard uh, uh, a congregation that uses the Nusach Svard Sitter. So, uh, yes, but the barbecue contest has been something that uh, they've coveted over the years. Uh, so many people here in the south are have the contest sometimes on the river, and uh, Jews weren't always able to participate, in it or if they did, uh, not within halachic uh, ba- boundaries. But uh, in the last 24 years, we've been able, thank okay. God, to bring these, the two cultures together. Excellent, and, uh, it's an exciting
1: thing. Excellent. Now, besides the uh, the barbecue, there was something uh, interesting that I noticed on your website. Uh, every Sunday morning, following davening, by the way, uh, which is at eight o'clock, I believe, uh, okay. you, you serve a fresh brewed Starbucks coffee.
9: Not just every, every day. Every,
1: every day? day. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Which
9: <laughs> creates a little bit of a problem because we've got the Flasheks here out, uh, cooking. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here lighting all the fires for all the uh, uh, all the cookers here. And then we've got the Starbucks, so they got some milk, so we've got to keep them separate. It's it's, uh, it's
1: a big job. So you have probably had the opportunity to explain Kashi's to people who have never heard of Kashi's in their lives and perhaps aren't even familiar with Jewish customs.
9: Yes. As a matter of fact, I just lit the fire for a... Uh, for a halal group, we have one uh, Muslim group. Starting last year, we started uh, that uh, that tradition, and uh, so the, the the groups range very far, far, far and wide. Yes, why I'm lighting the fire, uh, why the uh, certain hot dogs are acceptable, not acceptable. Uh, uh, things need to go to the mikvah. Yes, these are all <laughs> all new things, and and some people really learn a lot about right. kashrut from this.
1: Absolutely. And they probably learned that the one thing that rabbis generally the rabbis don't do is is bless the food, at least before they eat it, not before they eat it. <laughs> right,
9: right. Right, right, right. So they never see me blessing it. It's it's funny, but but uh Finkelstein? Official... yes.
6: This is a Chaim Hagler here. Good morning.
9: Yes, how are you? How are you? Good.
6: I'm not, I can't remember exactly where we know each other from, but I know why you and maybe maybe Farakway also. I'm not even sure.
3: Yes, that's right, Farakwe.
6: <laughs> there we go. Okay, that's I right. thought so. So my question to you, I guess, is that we talked about the origins of your shul. How about the origins of Rabbi Finkelstein and the shul? How did that come about? Oh, uh,
9: yes. Well, uh, the, uh, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've always been in a uh, non-Ashkenazic Siddur uh, uh, synagogue. I've, I was at... Uh, <laughs> Spanish and Portuguese as an assistant for a few years. I was at the Nusikha Rishul in, in St. Louis, and now, now I'm here. It's, it was a wonderful congregation. It's a warm group. Uh, the, uh, it's, it's wonderful, wonderful people. A lot of volunteers. It takes, takes hundreds of people to put this event together, and that's the type of congregation we have. It's a really warm group of people, and I was just impressed with them as, as I came down here. And, uh, and it's, it's been a wonderful 15 years. We really our family here. Now I have my first son in MTA, uh, actually out of town, but we have wonderful schools here as well, the Margolin Hebrew Academy. It's an outstanding yeshiva, and uh, the kids have done beautifully here. So it's, it's, been, it's been a great life down here in, in the
1: South. Beautiful. And uh, also with the congregation, I'm sure you have people from varied backgrounds that come to you, people that are visiting the area for various reasons, and uh, find, find the shul there.
9: Uh, uh, yes have travelers. Uh, uh, Memphis is known these days for its uh, uh, depressed real estate, and there have been uh, businessmen from uh, from Brooklyn, from all over the place, all over the world, uh, coming, and, and they'll come diving with us, and uh, it's, it's a pleasure. Excellent. But, uh, yes.
1: Excellent. Uh, we'd like to hear more about the shul in the upcoming uh, months, and uh, maybe we can have you back on and talk a little bit more about the shul itself and the community. Today, I know we want to focus on the uh, 24th Annual World Kosher Barbecue Competition, uh, and I believe that uh, you're going to be handing the phone over to Eric Mogi, who is this year's chair of the barbecue. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. A
9: great job, and uh, it's great talking to everybody.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Sure. Rabbi Joel Finkelstein of uh, the Aspi Congregation, and we're joined now by Eric Mogi, who is this year's chair of the Kosher Barbecue. Good morning, Eric.
8: Good morning. How are you doing
1: today? Fine, thank you. Thanks for joining us. You sound very, uh, very enthusiastic for the time that it is there. It's ten to ten to seven where you are right now. We're an hour ahead of you, and I thank you very much for joining us this morning.
8: Well, when you're talking kosher barbecue, how can you not be excited?
1: <laughs> this is this is absolutely true. Uh, h- how did this idea come about 24 years ago?
8: Sure. Well, what happened was, you know school was looking for you know, different fundraising ideas and um, for many years you know, we had like a bingo or a casino night um, and then you know, about 25, 26 years ago, the state of Tennessee made gambling illegal. Um, so we need to start thinking about different ideas, different events that people could come to that people would think would be fun and um, one of our members you know, suggested a barbecue. I'm, I mean, Memphis is, Memphis is home to barbecue, uh, unfortunately it's just pork barbecue. So they thought that it would be a great idea if we did a kosher barbecue competition. Right. And it, start, it started off small with about 10 to 15 teams. Um, and over the years, it's grown exponentially. You know, unusual we get anywhere from 45 to 50 teams.
1: And how many will you have today?
8: Um, this year, we have 40 teams.
1: 40 teams. And how many people do you expect? I, I believe last year, you had about 3,000 people.
8: Yes. The, at a minimum, that's what I expect, You know, if not more.
1: The weather so, is nice there today?
8: Oh, it's uh, nothing but sunny skies are uh, projected for today. High is supposed to be 80, 82. So it should be a wonderful day to sit down and enjoy some barbecue, um, listen to the bands, go check out the kids' area.
1: We actually have uh, some listeners who are out there. I heard from listener Debbie who said that she was going to be there today. And this event is located at, at the synagogue in the parking lot, am I correct?
8: That's right. We have a nice big parking lot. Um, it more than accommodates the, uh, the um, our needs. We have plenty of space for the teams. There's also a three-on-three basketball tournament, so we've got a par- uh, part of the basketball court and off for about six or seven you know, basketball courts.
1: Rabbi Hagler, Rabbi Hagler who's my co-host this morning. wants to know if he can uh, get down there fast enough to participate in the uh, three-on-threes. I
8: mean, if, if he can, we're more than welcome to have him. I,
6: I appreciate that. So hopefully there will be a team for me. I have one question for you. Is, okay. there, more, is there more eating or more cooking that happens at this contest?
8: Well, you're dealing with a lot of Jews here, so we're not going to joke around. <laughs> um, uh, you know, a, a good bit of both. You know, people buy extra meat so that they can cook at their for their tents and hand out and hang out with their friends. Um, but you know, teams are also very serious. You know, when they're working on their brisket, or they're working on their ribs. You know, they don't joke around with that. Right. Who so, who,
6: who, um, who are the judges of this competition?
8: Uh, so uh, usually, what we do is we try to go out and we find like actual expert barbecue judges. You know, every year in May, the city of Memphis has this Memphis and May Fest, and part of that is a barbecue competition. Um, but of course, that's pork. So we like to get professional judges from that who come in, so they have an idea what you know barbecue is supposed to look like from the pork side, how this compares. We also go to some of the you know many um, famous uh, barbecue shop owners that are here in Memphis, and we ask some of those owners to come in. Um, And then we also use people, you know, from the press. You know, we have TV uh, anchors who come here, newspaper uh, writers. Um, It's just a plethora of different people who we think either have knowledge or something to add to the judging experience.
1: According to your website, it seems that you have nearly 30 judges for today, which would kind of make sense because of all the teams that are competing.
8: That's right.
1: And you have uh, George Klein, who's a radio personality from that area, who's going to be the, uh, I believe, I guess, the lead judge or master of ceremonies.
8: Well, usually George Klein is our uh, master of ceremony. Unfortunately, Mr. Klein is having new, m- knee surgery, so he's not going to be with us this year. We have another person, Dave Lotion, who is uh, an amazing guy, and he's going to be our master of ceremony this year.
1: Very nice. Well, we wish uh, Mr. Klein a shalema, as we say. And uh, Now, according to the schedule, you're beginning uh, the, the program, or I guess the uh, judging, at 1130 with uh, barbecue ribs and beans. That's right. And after that you have, uh, at 12 o'clock you have a swing band, uh, McGruff the crime dog. <laughs> does he sniff <laughs> out, what does he do? Sniff out the brisket that somebody may have, uh, taken somewhere? <laughs> well,
8: he's, he's our expert in making sure nothing non-kosher gets snuck in. <laughs> ah, very so we'll weed good.
1: It out. Excellent, excellent. And, uh, at 1 o'clock is a kosher pickle eating contest.
8: That's right.
1: How many pickles do you think are consumed during this kosher pickle eating concept contest?
8: Well, let me, let me tell you something. We buy about five to six jars of pickles just to be on the safe side. So,
1: large. I use some large jars of pickles.
8: Very large. Uh,
1: and then you have 1:30, which I guess is the uh, the highlight, as the barbecue brisket judging. That's right. And the winners announced at three o'clock. Uh, if uh, if you can, I'd uh, love it for you to be able to send me a list of the winners after today, so that we can announce them on the air and yeah. uh, you know find out about that. Now, uh, I also imagine as Rabbi Finkelstein had said that you have a lot of people coming here who may not be as familiar with the kosher food, whether it be the judges or some of the people that are are eating there. What has the response been in the past when people taste this food and realize like, oh, okay, it's kosher food, but it's it's just as good, and the the barbecue sauces are barbecue sauces
8: aren't familiar with kosher food, once they start eating our ribs or our brisket, they finally understand why we love it so much.
1: (laughs) And uh, what is your, do you you have a favorite, uh, either a favorite sauce or a favorite, well, are you part of this uh, competition? Do you have a a team in there or are you uh, unable to participate because you're in charge of it?
8: Well, that's an interesting question. I do have a team, however, I'll probably be too busy running around making sure everything is running right. So I just con some friends into coming in and doing all the cooking for me, mm-hmm. and I'll get the ribs after the fact.
1: Excellent. So what is your? Do you have? Do you have a, a little bit of a secret that you can share with our listeners that makes a great barbecue rib sauce?
8: Um, you know, there's so many different ways to go at it, uh, and I'm no expert at it. Um, you know, some people like to add certain like alcohol in, like Maker's Mark. You know, some people like to add special rubs or dry spices. Um, you know, it's it's whatever you think works best
1: you can make kiddish on it at the same time that's right <laughs> all in one uh, well I want to thank you for joining us this morning uh, I know it's going to be a very busy day out there the weather is uh, going to be great and uh, you're going to have a great time maybe next year it's the 25th anniversary next year maybe we'll come down and do the show live from there
8: that would be awesome. You're more than welcome to come down and join us. We'll
1: have to we'll have to see about that and work that out. Thank you very much, Eric, for joining us this morning here on J.M. Sunday with uh, with Eric Mogi of the Aspie um, World Kosher Barbecue Championship and uh, Rabbi Joel Finkelstein of Congregation Anche Svard Beth El Emeth. In Memphis, Tennessee. So now we know why there's such a long name to it. They, yes. You know, merged, which is a very good thing. Right. So, you know, merge. And most schools are the it's long common. name. That's, that's what's happened. <laughs> that is what happened over the years. And it goes back to, uh, to, I believe it was first chartered, the first one. I looked this up. The fir- Beth L. Emmet was founded in 1861 and chartered in 1862. Right. Yeah, Robert Biegelstein mentioned that. And uh, that, that's pretty good. Pretty good. Now, the address today is 120 East. Yates Road North in Memphis. So Chaim, if you uh, head down there, you'll you'll know where you have to go.
6: I got an extra hour.
1: Yeah, you do. It's eight o'clock in the morning here on JM Sunday. Matas guest with you, Rabbi Chaim Hagler of Elizabeth. I always have to say that, but you because know, there are other. Yes, matter of fact, when you said there.
6: the one and only Rabbi, Rabbi Chaim Hagler, I was
1: actually going to correct you. Well, the one and only Rabbi Chaim Hagler did this here this morning. <laughs> I'm going to get a call now from the other one saying, "I can come in also." You know, it's fine. <laughs> Uh, so thank you again for joining me this morning. Uh, we uh, we're going to be uh, speaking with Rabbi Shlomo Gerzelen of Agudas Israel at about 8:15, and the Rabbi uh, Eliyahu Fink of the Pacific Jewish Center at around 8:35. He's going to be helping us wrap up the de Brachos and talk a little bit about the uh, about the Seum and about the uh, Sheer that he does online. Uh, and uh, I think we'll go to some music now. We'll We'll see what we uh, can put together for you know, the next few minutes. Sounds like a plan. We already wished, let's see, we wished happy birthdays. There are a lot of other things going on, but I don't have all the uh, all the papers here that I want, so yeah, we'll just go to the music. Why not?
6: You Sounds know, like a good idea.
1: Live, uh, live radio is the best thing in the world. Here on uh, JM Sunday. i Thank you to, uh was it? That was something by Moshe Illowitz here on JM Sunday, 8.08 in the morning. And you are joining us on NachumSiegel.com, JMNAM.org. Mattis Weingest with you. Kaim Hagler with you here on a Sunday. I want to go through the schedule for a second. Is that okay, Kaim? That is great. That's great. The uh, the schedule has uh, changed somewhat on the Nahum Siegel network. There's an addition, actually, to it, but let's round up what we have today, or J.M. Sunday, till 9 o'clock. And in a few minutes, by the way, we're going to be joined by Rabbi Shlomo Gertzelen of the uh, Goodest Israel of America to uh, talk about, uh, find out what's going on in the world of Daph Now, tomorrow morning, Nachum starts at 6 a.m. with the J.M. in the A.M., 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, and goes until Friday, Monday through Friday morning. Now, this Tuesday, we have a live lunch with ZK at 12 o'clock. The Z Report with Yossi Zweig on Wednesday, and Nachum's live lunch on Thursday. Before that, on Thursday at 9 a.m., there's the classic album of the week that that Mark Zamek puts together. And the original programming on Thursday, it's packed. At uh, 2 p.m., it's That's Life with Miriam Wallach. Something to Talk About with Randy Wartelsky at 3 p.m. An encore presentation of a show that will start, I believe, next week, uh, Teen Spirit with Rifka Abbey. So that's not going to start for another week or so. Uh, 5 p.m., the OU presents The Jewish Reaction with Rabbi Steve Berg. And at 6 o'clock on Thursday, the stunt show featuring a, a host of uh, people. 7 o'clock Thursday Night Extravaganza. And what's new on the Nachum Siegel Network just started last week, as a matter of fact. At 8 p.m., Spin Class, Politics with Michael Fragan. Following uh, Michael Fragan's program, 9 p.m., The Book of Life with Charlie Harari. And at 10 p.m., An Hour of Jewish Soul with Charlie Bernhout. Saturday Night Siegel, of course, 10 p.m. on the stream with executive assistant Avrami. And uh, we catch you back here at 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning. So after today's show at 9 o'clock, straight through to 7 o'clock, there are encore presentations of these great shows that were first run during the week. And another addition is that at midnight tonight, uh, JM Sunday repeats. Today's JM Sunday. And JM in the AM replays uh, every weeknight at midnight. The previous day is JM in the AM. So there are people who don't get a chance to listen in the morning because they are on a different type of work schedule than most. So they listen at uh, at night if they can. So last time you were here... I am. We spoke about a number of things, including the Yankees. Mm. Now, since then, I think the Yankees uh, did not fare as well as uh, people expected they yes, would. Yes,
6: yes, it was uh, quite disappointing. I have to tell you, I've been a Yankee fan for I don't know, let's say, let's call it around forty years. A long time. Long time. And uh, I've never felt desperation as a Yankee fan. I've never <laughs> felt a loss of hope. As a Yankee fan.
1: Well, I'm, as you know, I'm no sports uh, expert at all. Uh, and it would, be, uh, it would be crazy for me to start analyzing anything. But it's, it was obvious to anybody watching, and I did watch, that they were just the, – the offense was shut down. Complete, Defense was okay. Never seen anything like it. Uh, the pitching was okay. The pitching was great. It still held the other team to, yeah. you know, not Very too few many. Runs. Absolutely. Uh, and, but as soon as they got in there, that's, you know, that that's it, they got the runs. Yeah, there was a
6: joke going around, <laughs> uh, by the way, I don't know if you heard it, where they talked about how how lead the Yankees got coming out of Detroit. They said that they placed a home plate in front of the bus and therefore it didn't go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I didn't hear that one, but uh, I can understand it. Uh, what is it that, I mean, like everybody said, if they had the answer, they would have won the, right. the games. But it, it was obviously that the team as a whole just was affected in some way that they were not able to, to get it. And I'm wondering, does it have to do with the fact that these teams, when they get to this level in the playoffs, haven't played each other that much? Mm. Do they play at all during they do the They do play. They do play.
6: They do. They don't play quite as much as they play someone within their own division, but they, they certainly play. And um, it's more just a question of uh, seeing something really unprecedented. When you have six or seven people up and down the lineup who su- suddenly are not hitting, you get one guy who can't hit at a certain time, two guys. To have a whole team go cold at the same time, it's really unprecedented.
1: Uh- how do you change that up? I mean, what do you do uh, when when it happens in in almost any any sport? Do you just throw in different people? Do you try to throw off the opposing pitcher? Yeah, well, they definitely uh, did
6: a lot of that. The manager uh, Joe Girardi he definitely uh, threw different lineups out there. Just again in desperation, playing certain people who wouldn't ordinarily play, just to try to shake things up a little bit and see if you'd have any more luck. But uh, they really didn't have any any more luck. No matter who was out there, just nobody, nobody was hitting some of the best players in baseball, people who will be Hall of Famers, and just could not put wood on the ball.
1: And uh, during the first round of the playoffs, uh, who was it that hit the uh, those those home runs that right. tied that was, and won uh, the Olabanias. game? Well, Olabanias came in, and you know maybe he was somebody that was not expected, or they had, right. uh, you know. They didn't play watched, well
6: against Baltimore either. They won the series, but they they, happened they didn't, to win. Yeah, they didn't play very well either. It's
1: true. Well, we're going to go back to some music here on JM Sunday. We'll be back with Robert Gertzel, and I don't think we'll be asking Robert Gertzel about the okay. Uh Okay. But uh, I'm glad to get your insight on that. Maybe we can get some more a little bit later on. Here is uh, Shrebel Sharf and Levine with Achas on JM Sunday. <laughs>
10: Saka Saka show out, me a me a shame. I saw, say 999999 call
1: Rock, rock Let's Learn here on JM Sunday. Thank you, Lenny, for that from the album Learning is Good. Matthias Weingast here with you on JM Sunday. I'm joined by Rabbi Chaim Hagler and by Mayor Fertig. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. How are you? Mm, okay. I'm not sure. Not so much. Not so much yet. Uh, I think uh, this is something that we uh, threw in right, the, the last start. second. But you know what? If, if, if you could trade with, with Chaim for one second... No, I just want to say hello and, and uh, thank you for joining us this morning. Good morning. How are you? Great. That sounds better. <laughs> thank it's you so a working much. microphone. It is a working microphone. Uh, I think that. Oh, actually, I think I figured out what it is, believe it or not. Test one? No. 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 Nope. Okay, back to plan anyway, B. Mayor, good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning. It's my pleasure. Uh, the uh, the show this morning is uh, centered around Dafyomi and SIUM. Uh, which isn't a very nice thing. I'm stuffed brachos, but we did hear before. I don't know if you were able to catch the show. The, this barbecue. Morning, the barbecue. I
7: did hear it's it. Very I interesting. I turned it on just as you were getting to that. Very, Loved very it. interesting.
1: Well, uh, without further ado, I do want to welcome our next guest to the airwaves. Uh, Rabbi Shlomo Gertzlin is from the Goodest Israel of America, and uh, I, we are we are glad to have him on the air to talk about Delfiomi. Good morning, Rabbi Gertzlin.
11: Good morning, Matis. Good morning, uh, Mayor, Rabbi Hagler. It's a pleasure to be back on the air with you.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for a couple of moments. This morning's JM Sunday program is uh, is centered around the CM celebration for uh, Brujos. I don't feel so bad about doing the CM a little bit later on because uh, I, I understand that there are a lot of CM taking place, and, and I guess because Boracos is, of course, the first Mesefta in the cycle, and people were excited to finish. They were waiting for Meseftas, waiting for Siumim at different occasions.
11: Actually, uh, as you probably know, uh, there was just an explosive increase in the number of people joining Dafyomi, learning after the most recent Sium at MetLife Stadium. It, It just energized So many, literally thousands and thousands of additional people. I don't know of a sheer, that hasn't doubled or tripled in size. And of course, we all know that Brachas is a a great Mesechta to start with. And, uh, you are correct in saying that people wanted to make sure that they finished the entire Mesechta, even though we're about two weeks into Shabbos at this point. Nevertheless, um, uh, just the fact that people uh, persevered and they and they made it through it uh, is is fantastic and and truthfully the fact that the are still spaced uh, part, uh, means that, uh, those who haven't yet jumped on the bandwagon can still get in, uh, uh, even if it's a late start to Shabbos, but they can certainly get in at this point. But it's, it's been, it's been simply, um, uh, tremendously encouraging to see Shiurim, uh, beginning throughout the United States. We've had the reports in, in cities that never had, see uh, uh, Dafyomish, uh, before increased Shiurim. So, yes, um, the fact that there are Shiurim going on this week is, is, is fantastic.
1: And today is, today is uh, Yudkhas and Shabbos for those keeping it up. I'm a little behind. I have to catch up, but are uh, already. And uh, last week, I believe there was a uh, there was a major Seum. Am I correct? There was an event that took place. There was actually
11: a wonderful event that took place in Scottsdale, Arizona. And who would have ever thought that we would be broadcasting uh, a nationwide Seum from Scottsdale, Arizona? And Rabbi uh, Hill David went out to Scottsdale, spent Shabbos there in the community, and um, and then we had this uh, seum that we do after um, uh, we don't do it every every after every single mesorah, but we do it every, certainly every few mesorahs, and we're trying to increase the frequency at this point to have uh, to be machshav actually to 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 encourage uh, small cities and small towns that they're part of the bigger dafyomi map and phenomenon. And so we have had these nationwide broadcasting uh, broadcasts emanating from smaller locations such as Scottsdale, and uh, it has just been a, a phenomenal um, response to that type of um, increased uh, Dafiomi Siom activity.
1: Sure, and the Dafiomi Commission uh, certainly supports the uh, the Shurim around the around the world and tries to help in many ways. Uh, you publish a, a calendar,
11: right. we That is each year. We of course, just published a new. Uh, calendar for this year for 5773 we also are coming out with the uh, seven year the full seven year cycle calendar mm-hmm. uh, one of the major functions of the Dafiomi commission is to uh, promote all types of dafyomi related resources uh, to encourage people to attend shiurim, to uh, advise them of uh, all, all different types of uh, study aids and and activities centering around Dafiomi.
1: In, in one year, from, I'm holding the calendar in my hand, and in one year from now, uh, for those who are able to go through it, besides the Gemara Shabbos, uh, there's Erevin. There's some long masaftas uh, that are here, of yeah, course.
11: We'll be well into Pesach. Well, we'll, into be, we'll be actually finishing Pesach. Uh,
1: just right, uh, yeah, just around. Actually, uh,
11: today, uh, today being, uh, <laughs> it's funny, a year from today. Uh, year for today. Today is October uh, 21, and, a, and, a, and October 20th of next year, we'll be starting Shkollum, so we'll be finished Shkollum.
1: Right. Wow, wow. Now, uh, uh, there was a book recent, recently published about uh, the Dafyomi in history, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you see that book? Did you get a chance to, to look at it?
11: Well, actually, uh, we we uh, were very much a part of producing the book. Uh, it, was, it was produced uh uh, with our, uh, uh, for a lot of assistance from the good office here in New York by, um, and, and promoted by the Dafyomi Commission. Yes, it actually came out in both Hebrew and English. It's available, uh, in all bookstores. Um, it is a, an incredibly, uh, informative, book about the history it's over 400 pages each one the Hebrew and the English uh, the entire history of Dafyomi from when it was founded by Rav Shapiro uh, all the way through um, the current uh, the current era and uh, it has uh, beautiful pictures many never before published and, and a great write-up about each seum that took place uh, the previous 11th ciyumim as
1: well. Yeah, it w- the pictures are amazing, the stories, and the, uh, the the things that went on in the different ciyumim in terms of the Achtos and people coming together to uh, to just join together. Especially in the beginning, the uh, the, the the really really uh, strong uh, push for Dafyomi. Mean, the way he was accepted was uh, I, I don't remember the stories offhand, but when Shapiro uh, suggested it. He was afraid, I believe, that it wouldn't uh, take off, it wouldn't be accepted at the time, but on the contrary, it was, it was pulled in very strongly.
11: You know, one of the reasons that he was uh, hesitant is because, as uh, you know, he was ex- uh, very young when he proposed the concept of Dachyomi, right. and he was um, and he was really afraid that uh, if a young Rav would make such a radical suggestion, that uh, those who were more advanced in age than, than him would perhaps not give it too much Hashivas. But he was encouraged, and it was promoted, and many of the rabbanim, in fact, uh, uh, jumped onto the bandwagon, and and that's how dafyomi got started. And you know, when you talk about achdus, uh, it, it's interesting that you know we just learned at the end of brachos, since we are uh, about to make a seum on brachos. You know, the 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 uh, tyra the, the itself is the is the uh, primary means of. Of encouraging and, and providing achdus and Kalla Yisrael, absolutely uh, through Torah, because everyone is learning together. People, I mean, the, the Gemara tells us about the importance of learning with a and with a shir, as opposed to learning uh, individually, because uh, by learning together, by by discussing Torah together with other people, uh, this is a, a tremendous promoter of achdus. And and, we, and where do we see it more than in Daf Yomi, and where did we see it more than in the recent Sim that. That was an incredible show of actors.
1: Exactly. One of the uh, other organizations, or I don't know if it's actually an organization, something that's starting up called Lom De Hadaf, mm-hmm. uh, which is starting up again to help uh, promote Dafyomi and to allow people to uh, get the different uh, sources that they can uh, listen to a she'er or uh, hear a she'er. Uh, I believe that's starting soon.
11: Yes. Uh, it's as a matter of fact, they're going to be having their first event. Um, they're going to be having their first event this week. Um, uh, tied into the siyum, of course, on Masak de Brachas. And that is another good example of how um, a group of young people uh, decided to uh, take Dafyomi learning to the next level and to uh, and to have these kinds of events and these kinds of siyumim that will bring people together so that they feel collectively a sense of communal accomplishment on a regular basis.
1: Absolutely. Uh, there was much said about the number of people that were at the CM hashas. Uh, in August, that uh, did not, does, do not, or did not at the time certainly, have uh, that much experience with uh, necessarily the day-to-day uh, observance of Judaism. And uh, through the daf and through learning, they've become closer. I'm sure you've heard a lot of uh, positive feedback from groups like that.
11: We had, of a Hashem, one of the things that, that transpired at the CM, as I mentioned a little earlier, was bringing together, uh, people from every uh, background and from every community, and they were, uh, through the uh, involvement of partners in Torah um, and their uh, related organizations, uh, several thousand people came to the CM that never before, uh, certainly never attended a CM or a Siem Ashas, many of them before never were at a event. Uh, where they uh, sat together with people who were actually um, shomer Tarimitzis, people who were learning on a regular basis, and uh, we, we've had uh, so much feedback from uh, from many of those who were there. Uh, people who all of a sudden the next morning showed up to their office and said, "Guys, we're starting to learn daf Yomi. We don't even know what it's all about. We don't know how we're going to make it through, but we're going to." They just pulled out the Gemara. We're going to start doing this. Wow. So. Um, uh, you know, th- this is something that had an impact on on everyone, not just uh, people who uh, who are actually learning the Daf already. But everyone um, decided to do something. Uh, people, not just learning Daf yomi, there are people who decided to learn Mishnahias. There are people who decided to to learn uh, Titz Shochan Aruch on a regular basis. I think one of the the beautiful results of the Peisim is that it encouraged learning with regularity. And if it's not Dafyomi, then it's anything that w- that one can do at his or her level.
1: Absolutely. Rabbi Gertzlin, thank you so much for joining us this morning here on JM Sunday and giving us an update uh, and continued Hatzlacha with uh, with everything and reaching the tens of, if not hundreds of thousands of people that participate in the Dafyomi program.
11: And, thank uh, you, and Hatslacha to you, and we look forward to speaking with you in the future, and all the best.
1: Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Rabbi Shlomo Gertzelen of Agurus Yisrael here on JM Sunday, and uh, I want to thank him again for joining us this morning. We're going to to go to a little bit of music, and then uh, we should be joined by Rabbi Rabbi Eliyahu Fink, uh, who's out in Venice, California, to to take us through the next section of this morning's program, here on JM Sunday. Sam Glazer with Mikolo from The Bridge album here on JM Sunday. Wow, what a happening morning this morning, 8.37 in the morning. Matis Weingest with you, and we are joined. Well, I don't know how he did this, but he, he came from... Uh, from uh, someplace in in Brooklyn at like 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning, joined, what an honor to have you, Nahum Siegel, here Thank you. on James What an Sunday. honor to be here.
0: <laughs> and I wore a tie for one reason, because I said if I was making a seum, Matis would show up in a tie. So I, that's why I'm dressed the way <laughs> I am. Uh,
1: I did not wear a even tie. Even Rabbi Hagler felt I, the same way he knew that I am if Matus was showing up to his, you don't have to, but he I'm knew if Matus was showing up
0: to his party, he would have a tie on. Simple as that.
1: Yes, Rabbi Hagler was uh, co-hosting with me this morning. And uh, Mayor Ferdig is here with us. Mayor, let's see if this uh, is this is working.
8: Good
0: morning. Oh,
1: excellent, excellent. Good morning, Mayor. Good morning. Thank you for joining us. It me was a very morning.
0: cool technique. I used to get this microphone to work. You
1: flipped the switch to <laughs> I the I turned the right it way. on. <laughs> the wrong way. Thank you for joining us this morning. And Miriam Wallach, the general manager of the Nachum Siegel Network, came in from out in Yehupitzville. Fire say. Island is where she's from. You yeah. so uh, want to know
3: how I feel about coming out here? I live in Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's <laughs> about a oh, three-hour ride care. for her. She left when I when I left Brooklyn when last left night. Brooklyn. She left her house.
1: Excellent job on uh, nice. sitting yeah. in for uh, the Dove hiking show. Thank you very much. And you're going to be there. again. You think it was a
0: little too much about Simcha Felder? <laughs> you think so? <laughs> I think it was, it was fine. It was right. a
1: great guy. Uh, it's eight 830- thirty.
0: I was quite sure that was how it was going to end, though.
1: <laughs> it's eight thirty-eight in the morning, and we are going to go live now to Venice, California. Where we are being joined by Rabbi Eliyahu Fink of the Passaic, Jew- Passaic of the,
3: <laughs>
1: pardon me, Is there a years. are you trying to get him into Jersey? <laughs>
7: Nobody in his right mind would move <laughs> from where he lives to Passaic. I'm sorry, folks.
1: 20- 23 years in there, or whatever it was in, in Passaic, Rabbi Eliyahu Fink of the Pacific Jewish Center. Good morning, Rabbi Fink.
12: Good morning. Uh, Matos, good morning, gentlemen. I confess to not wearing a tie. It's really <laughs> early for a tie here. Yeah, where you are. You that, never that have
1: is to fine. wear a tie. It is uh, 5.39 in the morning uh, over where Rabbi Fink is, at the Pacific Jewish Center. But the one thing you have that we don't have, you have a shul literally on the beach. Is that correct?
12: That is absolutely correct. People actually think that maybe it's in the neighborhood of a beach, but it, it actually is on the beach. You open the door, and uh, you walk about 10 to 12 feet, and you're on the sand.
1: If you look at the pictures, you will see that it is literally, literally there. So it's very easy for Tashlach, correct?
12: Yeah, people, they, uh, it's not a joke. People rush to shana, they open the door, you say tash- Tashlach from right there. But once you're so close, people actually want to get to the water. They take usually uh, between Menchumar, uh, sometimes they uh, they go out all the way to the water, and uh, they say Tashlach by the water.
1: I know that we're focusing on the Siam today, but I just want to talk about your shul for a moment, and hopefully we'll have you on in the future, because you certainly... Uh, uh, write about a lot of interesting things on your various blogs and uh, and whatnot. What's the best uh, way of uh, reading what you write on the Internet?
12: Well, um, I have a website called thinkorswim.com and uh, I, I came up with the name after I was working at the beach. It wasn't a name that I had before. Um, and I uh, right there usually on a, on a regular week, four or five times a week. My father also contributes to a weekly bar Torah, hopefully. Uh, he usually shows up for that. And um, besides for, the, for that, we have lots of discussions uh, on in the comments and uh, wherever social media people uh, are tuning in. And then um, as, an, as, as a completely different website, <coughs> I also have the Daph website where I've been doing this year.
0: Excellent. Do people come um, to your
12: Daph Yomi live? Yes, there are live people. There. there are actually live people there.
0: Boy, oh boy. So it's daf on the beach.
12: <laughs> it, it really is.
1: Why did you start the Yomi sheer, and especially, why did you do it online?
12: Well, I've always wanted to learn Yomi. In fact, my, my grandfather, who I think was a friend of Nachum Siegel right there, um, Sidney Greenwald, was a very Oh, my very, gosh. Was a very Your grandfather
0: big, was a big sadic.
12: Well, that I know. And he was very a big proponent of dafiomi. He he learned dafiomi, I'm not sure how many cycles, I think at least four or five cycles where he did the dafiomi. And uh, he inspired me always, but I always wanted to follow in his footsteps and be a person that was familiar with the various pathways through shots. And uh, one of the best ways of doing that is to do dafiomi. I waited for the right uh, cycle. You know, the last cycle I was a little young still to start doing dafiomi, at least in my head I thought so. And uh, now I thought it was the right time. So that's why I started doing it for myself, but I don't think I would have been able to show up to a shear every day. I I, I know a lot of people that have a hard time showing up to a shear every day. It's just something that doesn't resonate with them. Not everybody learns well at a shear. So I thought to myself that I would always want to do it in a way that was convenient for me. And so I I decided that I was going to do it besides for the shear that I would give to whoever wanted to come from the shul that was live. I wanted to do it in a way that people could access it from wherever they were, whenever they were, at whatever time they were convenient, it was convenient for them. So I thought that if I did it online and put up videos, some people study better if they're visualizing the person, they see the person who's talking to them. I also have audio classes, people that want to take it and just listen if they're on the bus or something. Um, and I also wanted to keep it really short, you know, there's as you spoke earlier with the gentleman from, uh, Good. There are hundreds and hundreds of daf yomi shiram, but they all seem to have hit a certain mold where it's like between 45 minutes to an hour of a shiram. No matter how much is on the daf, they'll spend that time because people are showing up for a shir. So you need, you need to provide for them enough Torah for them to make it worthwhile.
0: How long is yours up, I think, or how short is it? <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I, I can tell you that that it ranges. I think the shortest I I heard was 1729. Is that no. right?
12: Yeah, we have some that are under 15 minutes, even. Right. I mean, and it's usually between 15 minutes and 30 minutes. And wow. I, do that, I do that on purpose. I do it because I, I want to have a different type of shear. And so, so that people can tune in and get the daffiomi when when it's convenient for them, even if they don't
1: have a lot of time. I we
0: have, have different Torah that go longer than that.
12: <laughs> <laughs>
0: that I'm not kidding. <laughs>
1: Uh, <laughs> I, I can tell you from experience that if it weren't for the fact that your shear is uh, the length uh, that it is, I probably wouldn't be wouldn't be doing this. Uh, but now I know I'm not. Just jumped right in. Right. Lest, lest anyone think though that it's not a uh, an informative shear, it absolutely is. Uh, it's not with uh, with Rashi and Tosfos and uh, every commentator that there is, but it definitely is with a style and uh, informative, and it's it's excellent. I, appreciate so I that. encourage people to listen to that. I'm sure you've had a number of uh, great stories uh, meeting and hearing from listeners uh, who've heard you from around the world or wherever.
12: Well, it's funny because it, because it's an online share. I don't really know who's listening unless they tell me. And I, I get a lot of emails from people. First of all, I get emails with corrections, which I appreciate because when you're talking to people live, you make a mistake or you forget something when you're translating or explaining something. Um, it, you know, it, The moment passes and nobody remembers. But when it's online... I fear this. I really. I, it keeps me up late at night when I make a mistake or if I don't remember something and then it's there forever. And so I do get emails sometimes from people that are helpfully trying to uh, explain to me what I missed or what, I'm, what I made mistakes on. But And, then I, and I do admit that I do make, everyone makes mistakes, so I do admit I make mistakes. Those are not the most interesting, though. Uh, the most interesting are when people um, follow up and they find out that I'm giving a the share and they, they never knew who I was in the first place. And it's just coincidental. So I, I had an event at the shul a few weeks ago. We had an evening of inspiration uh, with music. And, you know, as I'm uh, you're, you're sure your show plays Ari Goldwag's music from time to time. And Absolutely. Ari Goldwag came to our shul uh, in, in conjunction with our sister shul, the Westwood Kikilo. We had an event, an inspirational evening of, of music. And he sang and he talked. And a lot of people came to the event from all over Los Angeles. And I was talking to somebody outside, uh, you know, just for a few minutes, and, Another person overhears the conversation. He says, "I recognize that voice. What's your name?" That oh. Eliyahu Fink. He says, "I listen to your dafyomi." <laughs> so,
1: that, that is something that Nachum can relate to. <laughs> All of us on on uh, JM, the MJM program can relate to.
12: So that was a very funny incident where he uh, he he, um, he recognized my voice. He had no idea who I was. He didn't realize I was in Los Angeles, around the corner from where he normally was going to shul. It's very very funny. Wow. Um, um, and then, of course, there are people that I know that they are not normally the people you would expect to be studying Gemara.
3: <laughs>
12: and uh, they, they call me or they email me or they send me messages and they tell me that if not for you, I would not be learning. I, have never, I haven't picked up a Gemara in years or I never understood things the way that you explain them, so I appreciate it. So for me, that's very rewarding as well to have um, people calling me or emailing me or telling me that this is giving them – the opportunity to learn that they never had before, or they, they felt they never had before, so they did, probably did.
1: Did you ever think that you would actually be running a yeshiva out there?
12: I actually, I actually did not know.
1: Okay, here's here's the plan, uh, Rabbi. I'm going to ask you to finish up the uh, last uh, portion of de Brachos. Do
0: I get to ask the one question of Rabbi Fink to oh. prove that we're in the Northeast?
1: Yes, absolutely. Rabbi Fink,
0: is the is the shul and the beach active twelve months of the year? Now you can tell I'm from the uh, cold Northeast, huh?
12: Yes, of course it is. And, and there actually is a community of people who live here. A strong community of people who live here. They have lived here over the last 30 years. The community has waxed and waned. The shul started through the efforts of Rabbi Daniel Lapin, and he was a of uh. a lot of people. And there's a lot of people that are part of the shul, and it's their shul, and it's their community. They we- also all people that come from far and wide uh, whether it's for a year to live near the beach, or whether it's for five years, or whether it's ten years, or they come and they leave. But the shul is always active. We have shurim every single day of the week, not just my own. And uh, we have minyanim as many days as possible. Uh, but our main day is Shabbos when we have, the doors are open and we have about 100 people on a nice day. And I just wanted to add that the Dath Yomi that I'm doing online really is um, just a continuation, extension of what I do with the shul and what I do on my blog, which is to make Torah accessible to the maximum number of people as possible. Very and nice. that's that's the idea of the shul. The shul is that we want to give good, positive Jewish experiences to as many people as possible. It's a welcoming place for all types of Jews we have, people that come from uh, all walks of life. And it's interesting because people come from vacation, and we had just a couple weeks ago a fellow from Lakewood. She was a guy from Lakewood, at the same time as a guy from Elizabeth, New Jersey, and they both said that they loved the davening. So that's not usually the, something that you would have in the uh, in a more conventional shul, I would say, on the East Coast.
0: Excellent. By the way, we had someone at our Shabbos table last Shabbos from Los Angeles who credited Rabbi Lapin with making his parents from. So I guess he had quite an effect out there on the West Coast.
12: Yeah, absolutely. There are people all over the world that were, uh, were influenced and inspired by.
1: Maybe at some point we'll come out to the U and uh, do a live remote. Nachum, uh, you think? Yeah, uh, that would be cool. Uh,
0: the only thing is, I'll need you as a co-host, Matt, because I'm going to spend most of my time in the water, <laughs> so I need you <laughs> yeah. to come out with
1: me. That's fine. <laughs> okay, Rabbi, uh, take it away. All right. So we'll begin from the end of
12: Daf of Alad, and uh, we'll start with the most famous, one of the most famous Gemaras of all. Say it all the time, Davening. Alma said the name Talmidei Chachamim Marvim Shalom Ba'olam. Torah scholars, increase the peace of the world. Because the verse says, To all my children, you should teach the names of the word, the uh, the ideas of God, and that will create great peace for my children. The rabbi said that you should not read it the literal way of with your sons, but rather with your builders. And the builders refer to Torah scholars who build the Torah and who build peace. And this is a verse that tries to prove that those who love your Torah and have peace, they will not fall. They will not falter. they will not be a stumbling block for them. Now the Gemara continues and adds in a few more Psukim to support this idea of peace to end the to end the in peace. You know we have so much disagreement in the Gemara. Everybody is arguing with each other. Some people are calling each other names for what they argue about. But in the end, it's all about achieving a level of peace. And that's why a lot of Meshachot then with Gemara is about peace. There should be peace. And um, uh, there should be peace. Matis?
1: Yes, you're on. Keep on going.
12: I just got a text message that said that. Yeah, I know. That's okay. Keep going, Rabbi. Don't worry. (laughs) Okay. You got it. Yehi shalom b'chilach, shalvar ba'amernestayich. There will be peace within your walls and there will be prosperity in your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and my friends, I will speak of peace within you. For the sake of the house of Hashem, um, I will seek your good. God will give strength to his people. Hashem will bless the people with peace. (laughs)
1: Hajanaharoa, Oslicolam Sakh Daita Daita Minach, Hadain, the da Say, Umanu senu Baulam hasel, say monu, lolamabah, and in a bar papa, Rami bar papa, Nachma bar papa, Hira papa, Abamari bar papa, Ramar bar papa, Rakish bar papa, Suruka bar papa, Ada bar papa, Dora bar papa, Refna, Ada noahenu, Estiviso Escopinifiam, Cabe's trail, Vinia Nachnivitz, Sainvitz, Sayam Cabe's trail, Colonia de Shmakov, Sakalishma, Yai Kiliolam, he lee. Yehili be summim pukaka, laman lo evosh, lo lam loish cockpit, udeka, kivam, kinusani, Borakato adonor lam hukaka. amen amen, 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 salvoid, modimanakla, adonor lahena valaevasenu, shamta, calcanum, yoshve base, Hamedrash lo, samta, calcanum, yoshve cronios, shanumaskimim, Vemaskim anumaskim, the director of veemaskim, I am a a male a male and Lumodlamid L Shmot La eskal Skal Divisor Salmatur Sakabhava Uzguskal Hatanoim Vamorim Batami Day Kakamim Yamodli Lazari Shallosamush Hatara Mi Piy P Zari Vzara Zari Adolami Skyambi Bisal Bihis Halakta Kantancha Oska Vishakpuka Tishmo Alakov Hakit Sosa Hisishaka Kivi Yirbu Yomaka of O I don't
0: know, of a karchan cho wa hayd khobaysi Thank
1: you, Nachum, for saying the Kaddish. Thank you, Rabbi Fink. Uh, we'd like to go and ask you to please begin, uh, although we're in the 18th uh, daf already, to begin Masechah Shabbos for a, a line or two, please.
0: Can I just say that if, uh, if Rabbi Fink is really doing 17-minute dafim, yeah. then to end or begin a Masechah, it take him like 30 <laughs> seconds. I mean, come on.
12: <laughs> I, want to, I want you to make it dramatic.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> understood. He he dragged it out a bit for the uh, for the drama and the effect today. Okay,
1: Rabbi.
12: All right, so the Mesefta Shabbos begins with um, a pretty unlikely place. starts with the halachas of carrying. At least uh, in brief, we start with some halachos of carrying. comes back to it later in the Mesefta. And starts with a very pure um, reference as far as carrying goes. The Mishnah says, Shabbos, Shtayim Arba Shtayim Arba Bachutz. Carrying of a Chavez from a public domain to a private domain, or from a private domain to a public domain, is uh, is able to be explained in four cases, um, but there are really two actions. And then those four, two cases, those two actions, and those four cases are when you look from the inside, and there are also two, ca- two cases, two actions, and four cases when you look from the outside. So we'll do the first couple. K okay, Let me give you an example. <laughs> <laughs> this is it doesn't mean that it's a poor person and a person who owns a house. It just means somebody who's outside and somebody who's inside. So you have somebody outside and you have somebody inside. haani is the name the outside person, poor person sticks his hand inside, so and he puts something into the hand of the homeowner. Or <laughs> Or he takes something from the inside and he brings it outside. <laughs> so you have two people here, the one who's outside who's doing all the actions, he's taking something from the outside, placing it on the inside, or taking something from the inside pulling it to the outside, he is liable for breaking the Shabbos violation of carrying. If it was by mistake it's a chatas, if it's on purpose, it's skila, And he will uh, but the person on the inside will be exempt. Now this is because for every action that you need um, to do uh to do the violate to violate the, the prohibition against carrying, you need to do a picking up and a putting down. Picking up needs to be in one domain, putting down needs to be another domain. So this is a clear example of picking something up in one domain and putting it down in the other domain. Uh, similarly, person who's inside sticks his hand out and puts it into the hand of the poor person or he takes something from the outside and he brings it in. The one who is inside is liable to Ani Potter and Ani is because he obviously did not do anything. Okay. Stop up here for, the, uh, for, for the, start of the for the start of the mission at Shabbos. If you want more, tune in.
0: What's the toughest stuff in Shabbos, Rabbi, so far? Um, you
12: know, it's, probably been I don't know the number offhand but the the, the doctrine that deal with Tumentara are always difficult because uh, we're not familiar with them I think to the people that were writing about them they were, their daily lives revolved around Tumentara so they don't explain it as well as some other things uh, that we would not be familiar with. So any time we get to Tara I see some eyes glaze over. And that's how I know that's difficult for people.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much, Rabbi, for joining us. We look forward to having you on again. Uh, the uh, let's see, Shabbos is uh, going to be ending in a couple of months, so uh, let's
4: make it there, Matt.
1: Yeah, we'll hopefully we'll we'll make it there, and look forward to speaking with you again. If not sooner, certainly around the uh, 9th of February. Whew.
12: Looking forward to it. And if anybody wants to find the Duff Yummy class online, it's daff.thinkorswim.com.
0: Thank you very much. Thank you, Rabbi. Good luck to you.
12: My pleasure. Nice being with you.
1: Rabbi Eliei Fink of the Pacific Jewish Center out in Venice, California. And my thanks to everyone who joined us this morning. There's actually food here in the kitchen. Of our studios.
0: Yeah, I'm moving the whole
1: JMM operation uh, here. I'm absolutely. You, we have about a We're going to put s- my
0: mementos on the mantel over there. Put all my collectibles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> check with Carrot if that's all right. That's fine. We've got to move it to this place. We Beautiful. have about a
1: minute or so to go before the end of the show. Um, in addition to the stream that I, I saw, and I thank uh, Miriam for sending me the information, is that JM Sunday repeats at uh, midnight tonight.
0: At 6 a.m. in Israel.
1: Yes. And I want to thank... Speaking of Israel, I want to say hi to Mitch Schneider and everyone at the Better Place office in Israel who tuned in this morning. Thank you, Mitch. listening to us. Thank you so much. Uh, we are going to go to a Simcha medley to finish out. Actually, no, you know what? With the timing, we're going to go right to Hatikvah. Oh! I'm going to thank you, Nachum, for joining me this morning.
0: Matus, thank you for having me. Thank
1: you, Mayor Furtig, for joining me this morning.
0: Thank you. This was a lot of fun.
1: And uh, Miriam El-Walek, the... Uh, you don't have general to. <laughs> manager, the general manager of the JM uh, of the Nachum Siegel Network. Yes. Uh, so and, and pleasure, Mazalto. We you have your work cut out for you because we now have uh, a, a, an invitation to the. Uh, 25th Annual Aspie Barbecue in Memphis, oh, Tennessee for next year. Nice. What month is that? Uh, it's uh, October, probably around October at the same time. Okay. I can make uh, that. Well, wait, it's not I a g- problem. Uh, I can make that. It's not it. a wait, problem. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. I, I said we. <laughs> I was talking to Miriam Mayer and myself for <laughs> J.M. Sunday because, you know, yeah, yeah, you can come along. <laughs> and, uh, Let's see what I can course, work out. Of course. And uh, also to do a uh, show from Venice.
0: Yeah. Venice, Venice Beach.
1: It would be really great uh, to be out there. And we thank uh, everyone who listened this morning. Uh, and um, and this seum is is Nishmas my father Aaron ben Kalman and uh, we wish you a great day listen to the stream all day long here on nachumsegel.com jm and <laughs> the